All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready for the NFL draft, we have an awesome guest for you today, um, an, an NFL draft hopeful and uh, his name is Edward Nelson. He's a defensive back from Morehouse College. Uh, came a long way. Has some awesome stories to tell us, and some really cool, fun facts about him and uh, his education and the things that basically his his uh, the possibilities are endless. Uh, so this is really really cool to hear from him, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is our interview with Edward Nelson. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. With, uh, with I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm here with a very special guest. Very excited to announce um, we have on defensive back from Morehouse College, uh, Edward Nelson. And he is just signed with an agent, so he's going to be uh, moving forward to the NFL draft and very hopeful in that. We're, we're still kind of at a standstill with that, but we're, he's going to tell us all about what's going on at this point in time. Edward, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, man. I, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I'm excited to hear much more about yourself and the things that you went through. Um, so your defensive back... Let's just start off with that, man. How did you decide to go into defensive back? And it's 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 one of those nitty gritty uh, kind of positions. It's not the glory that like a wide receiver gets or a running back. You know, oh look at all the yards, look at all the catches. You have to lock those guys down. So can you tell me how you got into that? Um, I basically got into defensive back because um when I when I first got into high school, I came in as a Sam linebacker, and uh my coach at the time, Coach Cruz. He basically told me safety was my way to get on the field, and um, I never played safety before. We went, we sat down. And he told me how the safety is basically the quarterback of the defense, and how most of the time the most intelligent guys are the safeties. Uh, and he said he spoke to my vocal leadership at such a young age. And um, my ninth grade year, I was the starting safety on varsity. So like I played all four years. I started all four years. And, um, a big shout out to Coach Cruz for that. Cause Without that, I don't, I'm I'm not sure I would have been a D1 Sam linebacker, mm. but I definitely <laughs> I definitely made my living at Morehouse at um, safety. So appreciate Coach Cruz for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so really cool. I, I like the fact that you're able to kind of look back and, and not just say like, oh, I did this, I did that. You know, you you give credit to other people, which is really awesome. Tell me about what it was like growing up in Pennsylvania, Chester, Pennsylvania, and how it prepared you for college ball. Uh, growing up in Chester, Pennsylvania, um, it was kind of tough. Uh, you definitely grow up and you see things that the average um, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old person would see. Like, if you was to ever Google Chester, you would see that um, in terms of crimes per capita and the murder rate and stuff like that, we're always, like, in the top of the U.S. Wow. For, like, most dangerous cities. So, uh, in Chester, it's just different. Like, you have to always be ready for anything and I feel like that prepared me for college ball because I went into college with a purpose. I knew that when I got to Morehouse I wasn't the same eighteen year old kid as everybody else. Like I was playing with a higher purpose. I was, I made a promise to one of my best friends. His name I call him Shake, his name is Alla Williams. I made a promise to him like uh he was incarcerated before and I told him he had never had to break the law again because like um I'm gonna make it somewhere with football. Mm. So I went in 
I went into my um college career with that on my shoulder, just the burden of my family on my shoulders and definitely my city because it's like in Chester you hear about a lot of bad that's going on. But time and times they don't really glorify the good. So I went in there, I went to college with just like if anybody at Morehouse could tell you I play every game with six one oh uh written on my tape. And it's just like I carry that burden of my city on me. I have it tatted on my arm just to remind myself of, like, how far I went and definitely never forget where I came from. So, like, um, it prepared me in that sense. Just um, And me, I value life so preciously because I actually know people that died early. So it's like not only just for college ball, but just growing up here, it prepared you for so much in terms of just life. Yeah. Okay. Really good answer. And and before we even started the podcast, I had asked you a little bit about if you'd seen the show All American. You said yes, and that you really liked it because it resonated well with you. Can you tell me why it is or what it is that resonates with you the most? Um, I think what resonates with me the most is like you look at the character Spencer James, and it's like um, he's the one out of Crenshaw that's like he's the one that's going to make it. And I feel like my whole life, especially I would say from 10th grade until right now, it's always been obvious that like I was the one that was going to make it out. And um, I kind of go through the same thing that Spencer goes through. Where like sometimes I have a survivor's remorse. I feel responsible for like not bringing people with me or like mm-hmm. I'll be at school sometimes like, dang, my, my friend would enjoy this. I'll be at a party. Like I wish somebody could be here with me. And it's like, um, the external forces of the neighborhood that was tugging at Spencer is kind of the same external forces that Chester had tugged at me, where it's just like, um, I got to make it because it's like, I got to be the one that puts us on and I got to be the one to get my friends out of whatever jam they in. So it's like the whole character of Spencer I just resonate with. And um, the whole idea of Spencer being the best player on the field. There you go. resonating with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I definitely with that. Yeah, super good character, super good show, and we enjoy it here as well. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to connect you with the show and and everything that goes on there. Um, Edward, tell me what your biggest edge is on wide receivers, on the people that you have to defend. What is it that makes you stand out? I think what makes me stand out is my physicality. It's like if you turned on my um, if you turned on my film within those five yards, I'm going. I pride myself in disrupting routes, route concepts. So it's like, I'm not just going to let somebody cross my face or get into their route or get off the line that easily. Like if you're going, if you think you're going to get on your route, you got to go through these hands. Mm. So it's like, I feel like that's my biggest edge. And I feel like, um, I'm a guy that can easily get in somebody's head because like when I'm on the field, like you said, DB is not a, um, it's not one of those positions that's glorified unless you make it that way. Right, and I feel like I'm one of those. I'm one of those guys that people always come to see because if I make a play, the whole crowd is gonna hear about it. And I feel like that's my my confidence is my edge because I'm on the field like the guy in front of me isn't better than me, and it's nothing that he can do to harm me, make me look bad. Like if one of us got to look bad, it's gonna be him. So okay. I feel like that's my that's my edge, just my confidence, my physicality, and my overall football IQ, and that's something that I developed. And matured in while I was in college, just um, understanding the game, watching film, and slowing the whole game down for me, that helped me tremendously. 
I, I like that mindset. You're just you're you're not going to be beat. You you got to do better than that, right? Um, so can you tell me like some of the guys that you faced in college that we might know um, that that you had to kind of go up against? Um, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you a specific person, but two programs that I can definitely give a nod to is Tuskegee University because they um they always have offensive weapons. Like they can always uh they always have multiple quarterbacks. They always have like a one and two quarterback. They always have a one two punch at um running back. They always got um big, fast, and strong receivers. And uh, I would say Alabama A and M. We played them in the first annual um, Black College Hall of Fame Classic in the Hall of Fame in um, Ohio. That was a pretty well put together team, a Division One team. So uh, mm. those would be those would be two teams that I, I could give my props to, and just say like uh, definitely they caused us problems while I was in college, but we caused them a lot of problems as well. Yeah. So can you tell me like a lot of people or, or a lot of athletes will say, you know, I'm really good. I'm good at my sport. This is what I'm going to focus on. Nothing else. Uh, you got a full ride scholarship to go to Morehouse College and contrary to maybe the popular belief of, okay, well, he's got a full ride scholarship. It's all, it's all athletic. You actually got a full ride based on academics. So can you tell me like how important academics are to you and how it actually factors into the NFL's uh, selection process? I didn't get an academic scholarship to Morehouse. I actually won the Bill Gates Millennium Scholarship, and that gives me a scholarship um, to any school in the world that I would have been able to pick. And it pays for my schooling from undergrad all the way into my doctoral degree scholarship that I uh, wrote for mm. my 12th grade year high school. It was eight essays. And um, out of 100,000 people, they picked 1,000 people to win, and I was blessed enough to win. So I want to thank Bill Gates for that first on record. And secondly, academics has always been important to me because my parents, they're one of those, I have parents, my dad, he's a military guy. Um, academics was always first in our house, always been student athletes. My whole life, I've been a straight A student. <clears throat> Excuse me. In high school, I was a class president. I was a salutatorian, uh, the president of the National Honor Society, but I was also the team captain for football, basketball player. So, uh, I always been able to balance it out well, and I feel like um, just that correlating the football that speaks to my intelligence and it speaks to just me being disciplined. You feel me? I know that yeah. I'm, I'm able to I'm able to exist in two worlds basically. So if if we want to use dummy down terms, I was that popular nerd in high school. <laughs> like, I, I had all the junk. I had all the jokes at the lunch table. I was scoring touchdowns on Saturday, uh, making jump shots in the basketball games, but I was handling my business in the classroom too. I finished I finished high school with a 4.0 GPA straight and mm. I got into Morehouse. And um, yeah, I never, I never, Coach Freeman tells people all the time that I never costed him a dime. And people at school just don't believe like, how can he be the captain of the football team and he's not on athletic scholarships. I just feel like um, I won't say it's easy, but it just speaks to my dedication to um, me being able to exist in two worlds and uh, do it successfully. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. So whether or not your future in football really, um, you know, reaches the point that you really want it to be, you still have the backup of, you know what, I know, I feel like I have, I'm confident in anything that I do. Absolutely. 
And I, uh, like you said, I wouldn't call it a backup, but I always had that comfort that it's like, if I'm a, um, if I'm a pro football player or not, by the time it's all said and done and over with, people are going to be calling me Dr. Nelson mm. just because that that's what I work for. And that's what I'm going to accomplish because it's, like I said, Bill Gates paying for it. It's free. So, um, Football or not, I'm still going to matriculate through my education, and I'm going. I'm going at that doctoral degree. So he's paying for your whole education, like however far you want to take it. Absolutely. Wow. All the way up. That's and, incredible. Um, yeah, like I said, like I said, it's just a blessing, like just to finish college with no student loans, like not just some cocky or anything, but my at my time in Morehouse, I never even seen my bill once. And I'm mm. sure my parents haven't either. I'm sure my parents haven't either. And um, that's just such a blessing because, like, if it was up to my parents to pay for school, I'm not from an affluent background where that would have happened. Or if they would have tried to do that, I would have put my parents in a hole that we maybe wouldn't have been able to recover from. So it's like just me being able to lift that financial burden off my parents. And um, coming from where I'm from, that doesn't happen often. So, like, like I said, me just being an inspiration to my neighborhood and to my city, that's always been a big thing for me. So uh, I was, I'm blessed in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So can you give me a quick preview of life in Atlanta? When you were living there, um, you know, throughout college, could you give me like your, like a snapshot of it for me? Life in Atlanta was amazing. Um, like I, I wouldn't trade those four years to anything. Like you said, I'm a Pennsylvania guy, so I'm from way up north and just going somewhere down south. Um, and then I, I only had ever been to Atlanta once before I went to Morehouse. I didn't mm. um I didn't go I didn't go on a visit. I was a preferred walk on. So I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. I I just called Coach Freeman and I said, I'm coming to Morehouse. I sent to my family, he said, Come. I never seen the campus. So when I got there, it was just my biggest adjustment was being hot all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, but like I said, uh, being in Atlanta, especially at a place like Morehouse, we got the Atlanta University Center. You got um, Spelman College, which is the number one HBCU and liberal arts college in our country. Might I add, you got Clark hey. right there, and you got, <laughs> and you got Morehouse. You there with Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Emory. So it's like um, it's a big nightlife in Atlanta, and it's a big college town. But my biggest thing. Um, I'm an African-American studies major at Morehouse. So I just, I love everything black. And I feel like Atlanta is just a hub for black excellence. Mm-hmm. Like wherever you go, you could turn a, you could turn a corner anywhere. And it's a black business that you could support. It's, um, it's history that you can learn. Or just like me, I'm a guy that I talk to people. Like if I see a homeless man in the street, I, I stop and pray with him. I stop and I, I speak life onto him. And it's like just doing that. In Atlanta, you meet so many different people. Like, you know, I, I I met a homeless man that used to run with Sammy Davis Jr. before. Like, I it's like Atlanta is one of those places where um you can just expect anything. And like I said, my biggest thing I love about Atlanta is just the black excellence that you're on golf in, and that um one day maybe I could be a part of. It. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, so you signed with an agent. Uh... And then you participated in pro day at Mercer college. Uh, what, first off, what does that feel like? And you know, what were your initial, what's your initial reaction to, to doing that? You know, like, are you scared? Is it nerve wracking? Like, are you excited? Is it everything all in one? Uh, 
Um, I feel like I'm excited. Uh, I was at first I was scared because actually I just signed with my agent. Uh, it was a long time coming, so I was kind of scared because I just felt like it wasn't happening for me. Mm-hmm. For me, I felt like I put in all these all this work, all these years, plus what and tears, and it wasn't happening. Now, uh, like I said, I want guard record, and I want to thank DHD Sports for taking a chance on me. My agent John J O, and uh, like I said, it all it all kind of still feels surreal because it's like I'm a guy, I'm I'm a long term memory guy, and I kind of I remember my first football game at Pop Warner, mm-hmm. and to be here, even on this interview with you, it's all surreal, and I'm excited to kind of see what's next for myself. Man, I'm excited to see what's happening, too. We're going to be following you uh, from this point forward, man. We're rooting for you, no doubt. Um, Edward, could you tell me, you know, if if I gave you one wish, if I gave you a one-wish genie, what would you wish for? If you gave me a one-wish genie, what would I wish for? That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, one wish. What would I wish for, Ma? Yeah, I would probably, I would, I would probably wish my grandma to come back just to see how far that I came. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she, I know she, she would be real proud of me. And um, aside from that, I would just wish for continued prosperity for my family, my folks, um, and just like I said, I wouldn't change anything about my life with that wish. But I feel like those experiences made me who I am. But I would just pray for prosperity, pray for continued health, stuff like that. Absolutely. All right, Edward, you are in quarantine just like the rest of uh, you know, the rest of the nation, lots of the world. Uh, this is a weird time in, you know, in our history. But with this time, obviously there are positives and negatives. So how have you been able to stay positive throughout this uh situation? Um, I guess my positivity will come from just um being around my family. Like we discussed already, uh I moved 12 hours away to Georgia. So it's like I would see my family twice a year, and I never – like, I I wouldn't imagine being home in April. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So it's like uh, just this this is uh, – I don't feel like a visitor at home anymore. Like, this is all kind of new to me again. So I guess that's a positive that I could take is um, just being around my family every day, waking up in my own house, and just um, just loving on them that way. That's kind of a positive that comes. And I guess downtime to just get to know myself more, reading. And, um, like, I'm a spiritual guy, so get to know myself more spiritually, crack open the Bible, stuff like that. Sure. Um, any So you went to Pro Day. Did any teams specifically reach out to you, show interest? Um, not since Pro Day because, like I said, right after my Pro Day, uh, the pandemic hit. So it's like um, – no one has really been responsive. Um, and I kind of haven't gotten a response from the people with my times. Mm-hmm. Uh, my agent has been working. My, my agent has been working on that. And, um, like, it's just a weird time. I'm kind of in a gray area right now. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but I'm praying for the best. All right. So we're going to do this thing. It's called uh, Rapid Fire. I'm going to ask you a few questions and just you can just answer them off the top of your head. Um, and then we'll just keep firing them off. You ready for this? Right. All right. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Bench or curls? Ah, uh, curls. Uh, favorite fast food restaurant uh, in in Atlanta? In Atlanta, 
Oh, that's another loaded question. Uh, Mr. Everything. That's the first thing that came to my head. Mr. Well, Everything? Shout out to the West End. What is that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a place in the West End, right near my school. It, it serves burgers or, or pizza or what is uh, it? They serve kind of everything. They serve burgers, chicken. Of course, we in Atlanta, so everywhere, everywhere got wings. <laughs> okay. Wings from, get wings from a daycare in Atlanta, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 um, they serve fried rice, anything. Okay, so I, I would go with Mister. I would go with Mister. Everything probably. Uh, your quarantine hobby. Um, Netflix. Netflix. Okay, and that actually leads into my next uh, question. Favorite Netflix show. It's gonna sound weird. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, there's like a million <laughs> episodes, so you're you're busy then. I I caught up. Oh dang. Uh, what about I'm wait, Netflix? I'm, wait, I'm waiting on Thursdays at this point. Okay, I like it. Netflix movie. Netflix movie right now. Um, what's on Netflix? I would say the Malcolm X movie. Okay. Malcolm X is on Netflix right now. Awesome. Okay. Um, Cap or Beanie? Uh, Beanie. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Pennsylvania guy. Um. Beef, chicken, or seafood? Chicken. Okay. Uh, music to work out to. What, what What are you working out to? Um, I listen to a lot of Meek Mill. I listen to a lot of DMX. Um, I'm I'm I, I listen to a lot of music, so it's kind of hard to say. Okay. Uh, I I listen to Beyonce too. Okay, so <laughs> you got a wide variety. <laughs> I listen to Beyonce. I'm a big Lauryn Hill guy too. That's my favorite. Moment. Oh, that's my favorite music. Very artist. good. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Okay. Um, biggest influence from the NFL. Biggest influence from the NFL would be Brian Dawkins. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really good answer. And then last question is all your favorite sports teams, all your favorite pro teams. Um, I'm a Giants fan. But uh, like I said, I like I like to see the Eagles win. Mm-hmm. Kind of, that's kind of like my guilty pleasure. I like the Eagles a little bit. Um, basketball, I'm a LeBron fan. So right now I'm a Lakers fan. Hey, <laughs> I like it. Right now I'm a Lakers fan. Um, hockey, I'm a Flyers fan. Mm-hmm. Baseball, I'm a Phillies fan. Um, and that's. That's about it. Okay. Tennis, I like Serena Williams, too. I got a favorite tennis player. There you go. Awesome. All right, man. Hey, thanks, Edward, so much for being on the show. I got one last question for you, and that's if you could give uh, a young athlete advice right now, what would it be? Um, Don't give up. That would just just simply don't give up. Like I, uh, Before my last game, we had a um, like a team meeting. And like the, the the seniors have to pour into the um, underclassmen, and that's basically I share it with my teammates my story about how when I came I was a walk on and I would call my mom and my dad every day and tell them that I ain't like football no more I ain't want to play football just because um just because it wasn't my time mm-hmm. I was behind the senior that I felt like I was better than but um sometimes with these things it's politics that you don't understand or it's just simply not your turn yet. So it's like uh, football, sports in general is one of those things where you just got to stay down until you come up. And I went from like a um, a walk on. I would I would my freshman year I would go in a coach's office and look, and my name wouldn't even be on the board. So like um, the senior the, the team captain 
So it was like mm-hmm. in those clutch situations, everybody was looking at me to make the play and looking at me to influence the play or call the play. It was just like um, my life did a 180 in four years just because, like, I stayed true to myself and I didn't give up. So, um, like I said, I would just tell a young athlete, don't give up. And if you got a dream, don't let nobody deter you from it. Edward, thank you so much for being on the show. We do appreciate it. We're going to be on the lookout for you and your career from this point forward. And, and, uh, you know, we wish you the very best, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. (laughs) 